0: What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. The concept of home. Is it a concept? Does it have to be a physical place? People talk about it both ways. But what's important for all of us, I think, is that we have a home. We're spending some time on The Rundown lately, hearing from people from different walks of life on the question, what is home? Last week, we heard from Jitesh Jaggi, an immigrant from India who now calls himself a Chicagoan. And today we're going to hear from two more people about what home is like for them here in Chicago. Urban Lopez Rada is an immigrant who was forced to leave his country, Venezuela, because of political repression. He's made a new home in Chicago, and he says he now has more freedom. But he also says there was a cost to getting here. It's terrible to
1: to feel like you don't belong in your own country. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling for... I love my country. You know, my my upbringing is poor. I'm not from a rich family. My father and my mother come from the slums of Caracas. I think I was one of the last generations that um, lived some of the good part of my country, democracy, in the sense that we had institutions. But if you see the flag that I have in my living room, that flag is the the Seven Stars flag that was the country that ceased to exist in 1998, when Chávez changed the constitution to become more powerful. My first adult years was fighting against the oppression of Chavismo, which was terrible. Uh, People won't notice because it was a soft oppression. I discovered a relationship between, like, the president and, a, like, a guy that was convicted of kidnapping, murdering, and all these kind of things. And this guy was like, you know, you cross the line. You cross the line because this is directly against the president, and your Twitter is getting traction. I got threats from, like, the main paramilitary group. The guys are terrible. They're awful. They go after you. It's not like here. They, come. they don't come with clubs. They come with guns, and they kill you. Of course, I t- take it as a serious threat, but I-, I was still, like, brave, you know, like, ah, this is my country, ah. <laughs> uh, but Like, I was living with my sister and her children, I mean, you don't want them to be in danger, you know. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is too much. I felt relief when I get out, when I cross the border, but at the same time, was of the- one of the saddest moments in my life. because maybe I will never come back. I know. That forces you to, to reassess what means home, you know? So, um, and we wanted to try a city with not too many like people speaking Spanish and then we moved here and we realized like maybe two thirds of the city actually speaks Spanish. So, <laughs> it was a surprise, but it was I think a nice uh, surprise. In my country, I had an easy life with all the economic and political situation in the sense that I went to a really good school. I went to the best university in my country, uh, and that landed me a really good job. So I didn't ever have to work with my hands. I, I started to work with my hands here in America. I survived my first winter here. It was 2014 the winter, which is, was really cold. So it was minus 26 Celsius on Christmas day. And I have never suffered that temperature in my life. My coordinator, she comes and tell me like, when you think that everything is difficult, you make a stampita. A stampita is like, um, like a little paper that you keep you know, in your wallet. Um, you put from one side, the face of Chavez and the other side, the face of Maduro. So, when you feel that it's too cold or it's too difficult, you look, you, you, you reach to your wallet, you get out to your estampita, and you look at it. And then you put it back in your wallet and you just keep going. I think here in Chicago, you can be yourself. This is the city that, you know, adopted me. I feel that. I feel about Chicago. I feel like it's my second home. It's like what I call home here in America. Because I cannot, I cannot come back to my country. You know, I, maybe I will never come back. So I will say like my home is Chicago. This is the place that I know the most about. This is the place where I have, I have made good friends. Uh, this is the place that had gave me everything. And I know that people talk a lot of crap about Chicago, but it's the greatest city to me.
0: That was Erwin Lopez Rada, a native of Venezuela living in Chicago. Now for Lola Wong, as a therapist and queer woman and an immigrant, finding a sense of belonging in Chicago has been really important. She's the founder of Fig Tree Therapy in the West Loop. Since coming to the US from China in 2014, she's been trying to create a sense of home for both herself and other queer immigrants in Chicago
2: home doesn't necessarily mean it has to be family. I think home could also mean the community you create for yourself. So it's not a physical space. It's more of a feeling. I am a trauma survivor and I am also a therapist who work with a lot of trauma survivors. A lot of the trauma I experienced happened when I was younger, when I was in China. Even if you have a successful career, if you're in your thirties and not, you're not married, you're still considered to be a failure. My queer identity just liberated me from that idea because I know that it doesn't matter how successful I am in my professional life, I'm still going to be a disappointment to some extent. Mental health is still pretty much stigmatized in China uh, and accessing to mental health service is still still belongs to a group of like more privileged people. When I become a therapist, I was also using a second language to talk with my clients. A lot of my like Chinese speaking clients they are experiencing they, they heard from their parents that you now we like basically we had it a lot worse than you do. I came to the U.S. in 2014 for social work school. I initially never thought about I'm going to stay here. Uh, after graduation, I had this one year of time to figure out what I want, so I become a therapist. And that is the first time in my life I realized that this is something I'm really passionate in doing. And this is something I'm also pretty good at doing. I work at a non-profit on the west side and south side of Chicago. I really love that place. The only thing that I was missing was... uh, When I was talking with the program director saying that is it possible for us to expand our service to, for example, Chinatown community so we're able to work with more Asian clients, they were telling me that we're not culturally competent to provide that service. But in reality, they're also sending white therapists to black and brown communities. So that just didn't feel right for me. When I was looking for a therapist myself, I wanted to find someone who understand my queer identity, understand my Asian identity, and also understand the immigrant experience. It was very hard for me to find someone who understands those different pieces of me. That's when I decided that I'm going to start a practice for people like me. I had newer therapists, young therapists, reaching out to me and telling me that they feel like private practice world, especially queer center practice, were really white, and they want to be able to find somewhere that they can be queer and also be a person of color. Uh, That's where I decided that I want to be able to be a mentor for those therapists as well, so they feel like they belong. Uh, what I love about Chicago is it's such a diverse city. Um, there are different neighborhoods that are able to make me feel connected. I go to Chinatown for food, I go to Boys Town, now North and Halstead, for like clubbing, <laughs> um, for the queer spaces. What is missing for me is the intersectionality. Like, I kind of wish that there's a space that I can be both Asian and queer. Um, And that's something I'm trying to build up for myself and for the people around me.
0: That was Lola Wong. And before that, you heard from Erwin Lopez-Rada, who immigrated to Chicago from Venezuela. And that's it for today. These stories were produced by Needy Shastri and Ryland Petrus as a part of the WBEZ and NPR Next Gen Radio Project. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is part of the NPR Network. If you love the show, please rate us, review us. It helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening to The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you later.